0: Welcome to Hustle Faithfully
1: Podcast, where determination meets devotion. Join us at youtube.com forward slash at hustle faithfully. Today, we are going to be discussing undoing bad habits.
0: Man, That's a great topic to start this discussion on. Guys, we all have bad habits. Um, we're talking about this not from the point of being the experts on um, bad habits but we ourselves have had them ourselves and still have bad habits that we're overcoming overcoming so what we're wanting to do today is start talking about how to identify bad habits and then how to replace those bad habits now this will be a two-part discussion because what we don't want to do is gloss over these things as if they're nothing like we could just throw something out and then we're gone and leave, leave you all hanging because these bad habits that we have have become so entrenched in our lives that anything that's been that entrenched, we have to work equally as hard to get them out of our lives. So the scripture that we have that we want to reference um, and use today is um, Proverbs 28:13. It is, people who who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Uh, Jonathan, when I read that scripture, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? People who conceal their sins will not prosper.
1: Living a transparent life is so much easier than living a life of lies and living a life of deceit. Mm. When you don't have to cover up other things that are going on in your life, you're free to live who you were destined to be. You're free to live who God created you to be instead of living a life of secrecy and always having to remember what you had to cover up. So just be a transparent, be an open book per se, and allow people to know the real authentic you. Yeah, yeah. And that's
0: that's why I said that question because if you all were here, I'd ask you that same question. What do you, what do you take from that? And bad habits are, are uh, become entrenched because we a lot of times don't recognize that we have them, or we try to cover them. up. You right. know, people will lie to try to conceal those things. And you may ask, well, what are bad habits? Well, bad habits are things that harm uh, us, that harms others, that dishonors God, and distracts us from purpose. Those, these are, these are, this is what bad habits do this is this is how they affect our lives now all the things i mentioned that is every part of our life us right. those around us god and our purpose for even being here like that's how detrimental bad habits are so i, I want to talk personally about myself about uh, bad habits that i myself have had where i've had to have those uh, identified mm. to where i have had to get to a point where I admit it that, you know what, that isn't just something they're saying. That's something I'm actually doing. Right. You know, so one of my biggest bad habits has been uh, procrastination. You know, I have procrastinated so often in my life because I've lived life kind of casually in a lot of ways where I feel like I always have time. I always have time. And then it's just, I think there's this idea this subconscious idea of not wanting to fail like this thing. Right,
1: right. So
0: I procrastinate because in the back of my mind, I don't know if I can do it, mm. you know? You know, so so that's one of the, the things that, that um uh, create that, that bad habit is I'm triggered by the thought of failing at it, mm. you know? So I procrastinate, you know? So go ahead, because I, I see the wheels turning.
1: No, no, you, you are very on point. You know, a lot of times people... The things that stop people in their tracks, the things that immobilize you are a lot of times just the fears inside your head. The fears of what if it doesn't work? What if I go out and I look like a fool? What if I don't have the best setup to do this or to do that? What if I don't have the proper training in order to fulfill this goal? Yeah. But you know what? Everything starts. Yes, sir. Everything starts. Mm -hmm. No matter how big it is now, it never was that big before. Yeah. You think of something like Disney down in Orlando, Florida, in Mm -hmm. California. When it started, it was nothing like the conglomerate that we see now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yet it started. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to have a lot of failures along the way. Pushing it off just pushes off making those mistakes and having those failures. Mm -hmm. And fail, as we all know, means first attempt in learning. You really do not fail unless you just stop. I was watching a video of Mr. Beast very recently, and he was talking about if you want to become a podcaster or if you want to become a YouTuber, excuse me, you want to become a YouTuber, put your videos out. He said, nobody's going to watch the first probably couple hundred of your videos anyway. You're going to have so little viewership that it really doesn't matter. But what's happening in that period of time when you say, I'm not going to procrastinate, I am going to go through and fulfill what I feel I'm supposed to do, whether it's your life purpose or whether it's just fun on the side. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. In using that YouTube example, you go through your first 200 videos, you get very few views. And you may look and say, is this worth it? I'm wasting my time. Look, I only have 15 views. Look, I only have 20 views. That one didn't even get any views. Yeah. But what's happening? You've done 200 videos and you have learned every step along the way. Mm-hmm. Those videos have gotten better every step along the way. You look back. That is one of the things that I love is when it's time to go do something, just go do it. Yeah. You and I were talking about this before we started recording this episode of sometimes you put stuff out and a year later you look back at it and you say did i really do that (laughs) did i really promote that did i really push that and the reason is because you look at where you were then and you look at where you are now and you realize how much growth has happened in that amount of time but it's all about start you know to replace those bad habits using procrastination as an example here you first have to review what's going on and ricardo is a strong enough person to say i'm going to review this and let's look and see what's happening it's procrastination but not just putting a label on well it's procrastination anybody can look at it and tell you that yeah but saying what do i do in my review process, what do I do in order to exterminate procrastination out of my life? Yeah.
0: So what did you do? Well, I mean, the, the, the key thing was to understand where that procrastination came from. And that's why I brought up the underlying fear of uh failing at that thing that I'm procrastinating and doing. Now, mind you, this isn't talk, uh, tossing a blanket statement or, or a blanket over all procrastination because all procrastinations aren't made equal. Right. But the majority of the, the procrastinations have been not because of the ability to do, it's the belief in the ability to accomplish.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Because I had the ability to do the thing but not quite the, um, the confidence to believe that I could complete it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can start it, but can I complete it? Don't believe I can. So I'm going to make up every single excuse as to why I'm not doing this and drag it out. And that becomes the procrastination. So understanding what the triggers are to me procrastinating in these areas are in the way that I did. And once I identified that it was that underlying fear of not being able to uh, complete it or accomplish it, what it did initially was make me angry. Mm-hmm. I was upset that I allowed a fear of something to cause me to procrastinate in doing a thing that would move the needle forward in the areas of success for myself and my family. And so once I identified it, then it was, okay. how do I address the fear in the moment where I'm conscious of it? Because now I've exposed it, because if you don't expose it, then there's no way to address it because you don't even see it. So and so before I get into that, this is a part of the the steps for myself of um, overcoming these things. It's admitting that there is a problem. And okay, I admit, I've heard it enough. Why do you do this? Or why do you take your time in doing that? Or are you procrastinating? No, I don't. This is why. And I make excuses. Okay, admitting there's a problem. No, I'm saying now, I have a problem. So admitting, I I do procrastinate. And then once you admit there's a problem, now you got to identify the lie that you're believing that that problem that you have is anchoring itself to in your life. Mm -hmm. What lie am I believing? that I can't do it. I'm believing the lie that fear is telling me that I cannot accomplish this thing. And then now after doing that, I have to now replace it with truth. What is the truth about this? Right. I actually can do this. I have allowed a past failure to become a present reality and prevent me from doing the very thing that I can do now to change my future. So it doesn't look like my past. So, so what I started doing was having these, these pregnant pauses, this pause that's, that's pregnant with promise or problem. And I don't want the problem. The problem is procrastination. The cause of fear It's fear this procrastination that leads to problems because I didn't do the thing that I had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, because I'm recognizing that it's fear that's causing this, I get to choose whether I'm going to be apprehended by fear and uh, uh, create a problem for myself or I'm going to understand what it is and I'm going to go ahead and do this thing thing despite the, the fear that I may still have present. I may actually feel it right now, but I'm going to take this opportunity because I'm aware that that's what's happening and I'm going to do the thing that I would normally do. And so now I'm going to grab hold of the promise that 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 comes out of doing this thing and what it produces. So those pregnant pauses are important in that moment where you've identified it and you recognize it. And, you know, right now is that is a situation where you feel that same thing, that same fear welling up in you. This is a moment where you pause. Mm. Don't instantly say, well, no, I'm going to do so and so because I got this and that going on. No, no, no. That's the moment where you shut up, pause for a moment. Because you recognize fear is now trying to overcome you and cause you to default to a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Make the choice to pause and ask yourself, do I want to deal with the fear of failing in this thing right now? Or do I want to deal with the disappointment of never doing this thing? I'd rather deal with the, I'd rather deal with the, uh, Um. this, I, think I, might have I might have misstated that. I'd rather I'd rather actually deal with the disappointment of not being able to accomplish it, accomplish it because I did it than the disappointment of never doing it because I never attempted it. That's what I'd rather do, because there's there's a difference. If I made an effort to do it and I, but I didn't accomplish it, you know what? I can say, you know, what? I did my best. But if I didn't even accomplish it, I mean, I didn't even try. It. I didn't even give my best. I didn't even make the uh-huh. effort because I was afraid. I I I'll never forgive myself. Right. So I'd rather deal with the disappointment of not trying of not. Let me take a around, of not doing it
1: than the disappointment of not it. That's right. You know, the most <clears throat> valuable place on the face of this planet is the graveyard. Yes. And why is that? How many dreams have gone to the grave? Mm-hmm. And they died along with the person mm-hmm. instead of the person giving it their all. They just let it go. Yeah. They had this grand idea and they just let it go. How often times and and my big thing is not the fear of failure. Yeah. My thing is actually the fear of success. Now, when that was first presented to me, it's also called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. When that was first presented to me, I had never heard of the concept. Nobody could be afraid of success. Oh yeah, you can. So what do you do when you come to the realization that this actually exists, that this is actually a real thing? Again, number one, you review it. Yeah. That is step one in order to undoing bad habits. Step one, review. So I take a look back and I say, what does this actually mean? How could I be afraid of success? I came from a very strong upbringing, wonderful parents, great family, yet from a financial standpoint, there was not an a huge abundance available. Right. So that's what I was raised in. That's what I knew the world to be. And that's what the world was to me. As I grew, I started my first business at 20 years old, and 19 years old, actually, and That business grew and I did very well with it. I became successful beyond any means that I could have ever imagined. And then I would halt it. I would bring it to a stop. And it took me years before I realized what was going on, what was causing this. It was, again, the fear of success. I was succeeding beyond what I had ever known in my life. And I would sabotage it. Then it would build back, build back better, and it would succeed even more. Yet I would still turn around and sabotage it. And then I found out the concept of an imposter syndrome or being afraid of success. And when I finally understood that concept, when I understood how it affected me subconsciously. I was able to review it. And then I was able to take on step two, which is replace it. You see, I had to first off come to the realization that I was worthy of the success that I was experiencing. My family was worthy to experience the things that they were able to live full out and experience and understand. But again, it took number one, reviewing it and then replacing it with the thought process of I am worthy. I am deserving. And my circle started growing. My sphere of influence started growing. The people that I hung out with started changing. And now here we are. I get to spend time with one of the greatest people you'll ever meet, Ricardo, And we get to spend time with you each and every week. And this is, this really touches our lives just as much as we pray that it touches your lives. Because you see, like Ricardo said, when we started, we all have bad habits. What do you need to change? What is in your life that you need to remove? And he read a Bible passage when we first started. And I'd I'd like to ask him to read it again because we really only hit on the first half of that passage. And the rest of it plays into this discussion as well.
0: Yeah, the second half of that was, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Mm. Jonathan, you have a book that you wrote wrote where you were discussing that yesterday um, where I'd like you to kind of share how that that
1: last section of that verse correlates with your discussion yesterday. You know, in, in this book, Slingshots, 13 Powerful Catapults for Life Transformation, in chapter 10, it discusses confirmation or, or, or not confirmation, pardon me, um, confession is the slingshot for mercy. You first must confess what you need mercy on. And that's biblical. It does not just go with me confessing something that I may have done to wrong my brother Ricardo here. The Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confession is a huge part in moving forward. And you know, if you take confession is a slingshot for mercy and you condense that down into one simple word, that one word is forgiveness. Sometimes you must forgive others. Sometimes you need to be the one that's forgiven. And here's the thing. Sometimes you need to forgive yourself. And when you are Looking at something like procrastination, when you are looking at something like imposter syndrome, there is an element that you need to forgive yourself for. You know, looking at myself and the way that I viewed things, I needed to forgive myself for feeling that I was not worthy of experiencing the things that I have experienced in life. I needed to forgive myself for the stinking thinking that I wasn't worthy of it. How do you need to forgive yourself with procrastination? You said that that's the big thing that you struggle with. So what is a, uh, an element that you had to confess to yourself and or to others in order to receive the mercy that you needed to, to squash procrastination once and for all? Well, um,
0: understanding that I was my own saboteur. hmm That was big, you know, because we can always find external, um, external things and people and situations to point at as to why certain things happen or why our lives are the way that they are. But the, the thing that I had to admit that this was an inside job, you know, this, this wasn't this wasn't an outside job, this was an inside job, this thing that was going on. And I always had this this thought that if if I desired to change it, that I could change it anytime I felt like it, mm-hmm. because I'm 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 that good. And, you know. Willpower. Never ever in matters of the heart. Now it's one thing to will yourself to complete a job when you're tired. That's different. I'm talking about in things you talking about matters at the heart, you're talking about things that shape your character, um, things that uh, are part of how people perceive you because of how you present yourself. You know, you being able to be a, a person of your word, a person of integrity. Those things, I tried to will myself into creating good habits. I tried to will myself into having the right mindset. And I think we mentioned this prior to this. If willpower was all that it took, I would have done it well before I did. Right. But what I realized is that because I thought that I could will myself um, into these, into a certain way of thinking and lifestyle, uh, it forced me to admit that, you know what, I'm sabotaging this because I think I can do this on my own. It's not believing I can can uh, do this job, you know, because I can learn the skill to do that job and, and then I can complete that job. But this thing right here I need partnership I need accountability I need support so not just talking about as the first part of the the scripture says to confess to those that are are around us not just any old body not any blowjob but you you know uh, my wife or or, or someone who's a mentor um, as a part of accountability and support but by faith us partnering with God saying, Lord I cannot do this Mm -hmm. on my own I try." I tried time and time and time again, and I have failed time and time again because I have tried to be strong in the area of weakness. and I have no ability on my own to be my own strength in a place where I am my own weakness. You know, I can't do that. So I had to, once admitting that that there was a problem, once identifying what the problem was and realizing I cannot do this on my own. I had to lean on my faith. You know, we are both believers. My faith was a big part of me being able to overcome this because it's easier to overcome something when you know you have someone that's able to do the thing that you yourself have not been able to do, sure. but they're willing to help you do it and they'll be with you until you complete it. And so that's that's for me that was a that was a, a benefit and a joy and allowed me to continue to endure.
1: with what we have discussed today with undoing bad habits we have right now reviewed what they are and we've shared with our viewing audience and our listening audience one of ours our thought or our our goal here is to give you some thought provoking change to allow you to think about, okay, what do I need to review in my life? What kind of bad habits do I need to review in order to move past them? Once you have reviewed, then you replace. You What did you replace procrastination with? Doing that thing
0: in that moment where I would say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I found myself saying, so, no, no, I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. Right. It, it was an immediacy. I replace that procrastination with an understanding that that everything in my life, because we talked about this prior to, to getting on this podcast,
1: our life,
0: our lives are, are, are finite. You know, we don't live infinitely like in in, in the natural. I, like I have a de- definite beginning and a definite end. What I do in that in that in between is up to me. So understanding that I don't have the time that I think I have to procrastinate and drag this out. Right. So it was it was understanding that procrastination was actually robbing me of life. So the time I that was that was lost, can't get it back. So it was the immediacy of choosing to do the thing once mm-hmm. the, the problem was identified is what I replaced it with. Right now is the time to do it, not later. But right. it was, that pregnant pause was was the, the the catalyst or the hinge point for me now replacing procrastination with immediacy. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I started doing. Just as soon as it comes to mind, and I know this is the moment where I procrastinate, I say no, 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 I'm going to go and do this now. Mm. You know, and that's changed a lot of things in my life because there's things that I'm seeing that are happening because I'm not waiting to do it. I'm not dragging my feet out, and I'm not I'm not explaining away bad behavior and making excuses. I'm saying now is the time to do it and I go ahead and make the decision to do it. Don't right. wait. Just go ahead and do right. it. I rather really do it now and do it wrong than not do
1: it. Right. And as I discussed before, I replaced my imposter syndrome or not feeling worthy with knowing that I am worthy, knowing that I was created for more than I have ever experienced. It's just the way that God Branding me together with the DNA he gave me. And once you have reviewed and you replace, there are more steps because just taking one thing out and putting something else in, does it stick or does it just go away? That's what we will be discussing with you guys next week on the hustle faithfully podcast. We'll be giving you the next two steps in order to make sure that what you have reviewed and what you have replaced stick. Because that's where it counts. When you truly change your life, not for a short period of time. We don't go to the gym one time, have a great workout and then say, man, I'm glad that's over. I'll never have to do that again because I have all the muscles or I've lost all the weight or whatever your goal is. You must do it with Repetition. So join us again next week where we will be discussing the finale of the Undoing Bad Habits. Review, replace. Number three is reinforce. And number four is repeat. Join us so you can figure out exactly how to implement reinforcing what you've learned and repeating it time after time
0: after time. Thank you all for joining us today on the Hustle Faithfully podcast, where determination meets devotion.
1: Thank you, guys. Jump over to youtube.com forward slash at Hustle Faithfully. Like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Remain blessed and unstoppable.